and welcome to episode 23 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined Victor Young. by my co-host, Victor Young. <laughs> Thank you for being so timely. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys with themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and is sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee will be brewing today. It's called Francisco Carraza, roasted by Anchored Coffee. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Justice League 5 and Captain America number 2. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the show. If you're a regular, we thank you for sticking with us week after week of our foolishness and our silliness. So we thank you for sticking around. Uh, If you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play, and now Spotify. And alongside we're hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating, and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Now, before we get into drinking our hot cup of coffee, let's catch up a little bit. How's your week been, man? I don't care about you. How, how's your week been, Victor? <coughs> I don't. <laughs> Ouch. Don't care about you. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. What have I been up to, Jerry? I'll tell you what. I don't care about you. Now. A lot of just personal life stuff. It was me and my girlfriend's sixth year anniversary. Six? Wow, congrats. This past weekend, thank you. So we've been celebrating that all week, literally all week. So we've just been going to different restaurants around the city, really exploring parts of the city that we would have never normally gone to otherwise, because we're hermits. And uh, that's it, really. And it was Caravana this weekend. That was was something special. That was something special. First time going to Carabana. I've never been. You should go. <laughs> to Carabana? You should go. It's very I, fun. I mean, at some point, I'll probably go. It, I mean, it's, it's also, it's if it's not, not your really, thing, it's also not your thing, yeah, to be like fair as well. You have to specifically be into that, I guess. No, well, well, it's not into that. Like, you're talking like, I mean, you you, like, you gotta be, like, it's a cultural celebration, yeah. right? It's a cultural yeah. celebration of, of, you know, the West Indies and... And similar cultures, right? But uh, I mean, I think if you're a fan of of you know dance hall, soca, and all that, that's the thing. Yeah, you know like I mean? I, I'm not really into and that's that fine music. So and that's that, and that's yeah. fine. If it's not your thing, then it's not your thing. But I went and it was loads of fun. So yeah. I would definitely suggest anybody go just for the experience. But that was my week. What about you, Jerry? What have you been up to this week? Well, the opposite of you. <laughs> While you and while you and your girlfriend celebrated, uh, my wife went out of town, so she went out of town with her, uh, for the long weekend. Actually, for the whole long weekend, she went out of town with her sister. So, uh, I just been at home playing video games. Not a bad just, weekend, uh, though. You know, video games. You know, Dokkan Battle still going strong. That's it. That's it. So you know, catching up on uh, grinding some of that metal, grinding some of that some of those characters, and uh, you know, just doing that and. Uh, you know, got Dragon Ball, got Dragon Ball Fighters, so playing with that. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a fun game. And have uh, you figured out how to do a six-minute combo yet? No, no, that's it's almost impossible. <laughs> Not for the pro players, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, the pros for that very specific reason. But yeah, just a uh, very video game filled week. It's not a bad week, man. It's no, it's, it's not. Not it's a bad not. week. I do, I do enjoy that every once in a while. I do enjoy having some of that time. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. You got to you got to get that time in for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Even when she's around. Yeah. <laughs> when she, I just don't go sit there and just play games. That's it. Own. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, I think that, yeah. That about wraps up my week, I think. I was, I'm trying to think about what else, like, anything, like, cool that I did. But I don't think I, I don't think I did much else, to be honest. So. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. Video games is a, is a good way to, to really get a wind-down weekend. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I can't believe I'm trying to justify, like... Playing video games? Like, yeah. Like, it's... Like, it's fine. Like, it's a good week. You don't have to... <laughs> you have to, don't have to sound so down about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, why don't we go ahead and take... Uh, and go and... Uh, I will. Take our time and brew I that will. coffee. Get that coffee and, in. That's um, it. It's coffee time. <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee time. Okay. Okay. And we'll go to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are set into a habit of coming us throughout our comics discussion. Okay. During this segment, yep. we're trying to identify all the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Exciting. Today we have a coffee from Veracruz, Mexico called Francisco Corraza and it's been roasted by Anchor Coffee out in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. What's going on, East Coast? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Jeez, come on. I sound a little bit more excited for our people, man. Come on. <laughs> so, as is tradition, Jerry, start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff. Okay. Okay, so I'm getting a bit of apricots. Apricots? 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 Yes. Apricots. Getting a little bit of apricots. Okay. But the, there's also a, a, a small hint of mint. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm getting right now, just based on the first initial sniff. Mint, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Mint and apricots. Give it a try, Victor. Sure. I'm getting like a... Uh... See, now I'm getting apricots too now. Okay. But I was initially going to say, because I smell a little bit earlier, just to, not to cheat or anything. <laughs> Jeez. But I was initially going to say like dried mangoes, which I still get that. Okay. So like maybe dried mangoes, maybe some apricots. Definitely don't smell the mint you're talking about. No? Mm. Just a little bit. No, those are really the only things I'm getting from the smell. All right. So, Jerry, take a sip. Take two <laughs> sips. Take three sips. Whatever it takes for you to get this right. That, that shook me so much. I elbowed the mic. My goodness. My God. That poor mic. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's earthy. Okay. A little bit of creaminess to it. Okay. I do feel the apricot still there. The mint's gone. And a bit of dark cocoa. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's a very specific bitterness. So, I'm going to go with cocoa. Okay. I'm going to line it up at about 80%. 80%? Okay. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put it at around 80%. And... Uh, yeah, 
apricot, 80% cocoa. And there's something else there. There's something hidden there. I just I can't tell what it is yet. Come back to me. Okay. On that one. Go ahead, Victor. Give it a try. Hmm. That is really good. <laughs> hmm? That's really good coffee. Yeah. I would agree with the apricot. Okay. I would agree with the cocoa as well. Okay. But All right. maybe at like 70%. You don't think it's that high, right? I don't think it's that dark. Okay. And that sour note. Mm-hmm. That's got to be something. Right? That That's the note I'm kind of hung on. I'm not sure what it is. I'm thinking... That's really sour. Yeah. I'm thinking like a... Uh, What's like a really sour fruit? I'm thinking that um no, it wouldn't be grapefruit. No, grapefruit's more bitter. More yeah. Um I mean it's not lemon obviously, but No. Could be lime. But lime would come off a bit sweeter too though I feel like I feel like lemon will come off more sweet cause this see now I kinda get that lemon sourness to it now lemon? yeah okay I, I initially was gonna say I guess so lemon, I guess now, so lemon would be but, more th- but that's like lime. the most analogous like sour I can probably sort yeah. of nail down so is that what we wanna go for? apricot dark chocolate and lemon? yeah all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the reveal. Let's get it. Um, nougat, red grape, and almonds. We were close, boys. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> oh no! No, well, <laughs> we went over three. Well. Point is, we tried, <laughs> and our fruit and our percentage is still better than Shaq. So, <laughs> shade. But I, I don't. I'm not getting. I, I don't know how to get that nougat taste. I don't know either. Yeah, that's something we're gonna have to practice. Yeah, and like, I guess like grapes. Yeah, grapes have a bit of that sourness, but like. It's yeah. It, no, even knowing what it is now, I, I still can't really taste it from it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like red grape, though. Like, I mean, I can sort of understand now. Actually, no, I don't. I no. don't understand. No, <laughs> not yeah. Not tasting it at all. I don't know. We have to step up our game, Jerry. Well, there's always next week. There's always next there's week. There's always next week. But in the meantime, let's take our coffee. And go to the comics. Let's do it. It's comics time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're at the comic segment. In this segment, what we normally do is we take some of our favorite comic books, whether they're old, whether they're new. For the most part, they're new. And we talk about them. We discuss them. We break them down for you. And uh, we talk about some of the things that are present in these books. So today, our first book 
is going to be Justice League number five. It's written by James Tynion IV, Doug Mankey on art for pencil, Jamie Mendoza for ink, colors by Will Quintana, and letters by Tom Napolitano. He's still around. <laughs> well, of course. He's still around. Yeah, of course. Of course he's well, still I'm around. Well, I'm just saying because it's a change of the team. Tom yeah, I guess Napolitano. so. Yeah. But <laughs> still around. I guess in that sense, he's indispensable more for the, uh, publisher. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so in this book, it's actually a different team than the usual Justice League team. Uh, usually, we have uh, Scott Snyder, Jorge Jimenez, all those guys, and uh, it's more. Uh, I think right now, what James is doing is he's sort of building the foundation for the Legion of Doom. So in this book, we get sort of a kind of a a look at how Lex Luthor came to be this version of Lex Luthor. Yes, like um, how he came to become sort of back to his evil ways type of thing. Uh, because for the most part in Rebirth, he had been sort of playing a hero role, right? He had donned the Superman mecha suit, and he basically you know started doing things like good things and stuff like that for the city but um it was revealed in oh and also spoiler spoiler alert <laughs> you just don't want to miss Jeez. that spoiler alert <sighs> because of the nature of the show um there will be spoilers okay, you don't have to explain to them just, just keep going they hey, know, but, they, you know they if know, they're they first know, time here they know what spoilers are okay? but if they're first time here oh we need to explain why we put the spoiler word so anyway spoilers uh <laughs> Lex Luthor, uh, in the miniseries No Justice, um, basically realized and understood that the driving force behind all life in the universe, the sort of the driving force behind human life, is entropy. So what he realized is that there's a very certain degree of disorder and uncertainty within the human system. And no matter what he does as a hero, he felt like he just kind of wasted his time. Because for Lex Luthor, his biggest thing is when he does something he there's always an end goal for him whether or not it's a good or a bad type of end goal there's always an end goal for him if essentially what he did as a hero proved to be nothing because the world is slowly moving the universe is slowly moving towards its its inevitable disorder and dysfunction and death so he felt like it was it's nothing has changed that path so here he has sort of made an effort to try to stop that progress. And that's kind of where he's at right now and why he's approaching the totality. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the book? Really good character development for Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Really not much else. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Because he's out just recruiting people in this one, right? Well, it yeah. I mean, it shows how he brought the Legion of Doom together. Yeah. Well, some and, of the members. And some of the members and, yeah. and their motivation as to why they joined Luther in the first place. Um, like I said, a really, really good character development um, for Lex Luthor. Uh, but you could almost skip this issue and move on to the next one. <laughs> see what happens from there <laughs> yeah in terms of main plot in terms of like the plot of what the justice league has been up to yeah because this issue ends on him being in control of superman yes again, which right? is also so, how last is issue ended. how last issue ended so this is very much a 
I don't want to say filler because I feel like it's not this issue established yeah. more than that. Yeah. It's not one of those filler stories. But it's one of those you can skip and stay on the main Justice League story. And you'd be fine. And you'd be fine. Um, it's one of those issues where if you want to learn more about his motives, if you want to learn more about why is the Legion of Doom happening now, like why is this team being established now, I think this book does a pretty good job explaining it. Yeah. It does go to explain why Lex Luthor felt now is necessary to to put this team together and to stop progress. Because he does talk about at some point um, that, you know, because Entropy is is basically just constant progress towards a towards chaos right mm-hmm. so he for Lex Luthor his biggest thing is order yeah so he's basically building this team together um, first he got the invisible spectrum so that was his idea invisible spectrum hands it over to the white man who can control the core and is basically bring out everyone's deeper sort of inner emotions or inner desires you know yeah, and then he goes and gets the scion of the turtle, mm-hmm. and basically uses the still force to stop the speed force, and that to him is basically stopping creation and stopping progress, mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't continue to delve into this sort of descent into chaos. Yes, right. So it's more clear in this issue why he did it. Whereas in the previous issues, because of the way he's been portrayed in Rebirth and because of the way he's been portrayed in that No Justice, no Justice uh, miniseries, yeah. it's, not necess- it's not really clear why he chose to go about this route now. So this, this issue clears that up. Yeah. So there was that scene also um, where he goes into the, basically to the end of time. Well, like a million years into the future, right? Mm-hmm. So far enough. So he goes out and he realizes that people, nothing. There's nothing left. There's no superheroes. Nothing. All that other nonsense. It's just Lex Luthor that's remaining. Lex Luthor as an ideal, right? Not Lex Luthor as a person, but as an ideal. And everybody basically says, um, society no longer cared about trying to be something they're not. Yeah. So now they just sort of gave up. Heroes stopped being heroes, and they just sort of went about and did their own thing. And very, I thought that was pretty, yeah. uh, pretty interesting. Very archaic. Yeah. Very. Well, I won't say archaic. I mean, that's not the right word. But very, it's very chaotic. Yeah. A lot of things going on in that future. That's because everybody's just out there doing their own thing. Like, yeah. Literally, like, like, without a second thought you want to kill somebody you kill somebody you want to rob somebody you rob somebody everybody's literally just trying to be whatever they want to be yeah right like based on who they think they are without changing who they think they should be Mm -hmm. which I thought was it's interesting it's a very interesting future Um, which you know kind of leads me to my question which is you know what would this world be like if everybody acted on their impulses because that's truly what what that that is right yeah everybody's acting on their impulses assuming assuming impulse had would mean like negative actions assuming that right so what do you think jerry 
what do you think this world would be like if everybody just was doing they dang <laughs> <laughs> um if people just solely reacted on impulse i think it's going to take away a lot of a lot of people's empathy i think yeah. empathy plays a big factor when it comes to people doing certain actions re- in reaction to how other people feel yeah um, and I think if people only acted on impulse and acted based on their own sort of um, their own sort of instinctual habit or whatever, yeah, the things they want to do, um, then empathy will essentially become nulled. Yeah, there, there will be no empathy left in the world. Yeah, because truthfully, in that future, nobody cares about anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And truthfully, I don't think anybody cared about each other. Yeah, right. So they had that small group of villains that showed up. Truthfully, I don't think they cared about each other. It's really they just they had a common. Goal. I mean, were they even villains though? You never know. In that exactly. Future. Yeah. Is there? There's no because if there's no heroes, heroes the one makes a villain. Yeah, exactly. Right? And they did say like the only thing they you know they conquered based on this ideal that Lex Luthor revealed to them, they conquered the universe in his name. Yeah. So are they really? Are they really the villains of that story, or really are they just showing people a new way? when they conquered the universe yeah right so yeah that part's really interesting that part's I think if one day they're gonna revisit that that would be kinda cool it would be kinda cool you throw uh, you throw in a couple superheroes in the mix and then uh, we see where it goes huh Oh, big deal. See where it goes, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> in that future yeah, I guess but they specifically say nobody's no more superheroes in that. So that's what I'm saying. You throw in a couple superheroes in the mix. Yeah, we'll, we'll Maybe send a couple guys in the future. And <laughs> a million years into the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to answer your question, it's. I think it, if it's a world based off of impulse, it, it's going to become very chaotic. Yeah. Which is why I think the laws and the orders here are in place because of that yeah. because the, people can't just act on impulse because well i mean yeah i mean i mean honestly like how do how do things function without some some type of order mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't i mean when when i looked at there was that one panel where where luther was looking into the surroundings of of the future everything looked pretty clean like everything looked pretty clean everything looked pretty high tech yeah i was just like how did they get to this point if there was just all chaos yeah you know what I mean like I mean I know they were saying that they kept trying and trying and trying to for like millennia yeah yeah and you know, that's what led them to be where they are but I find it hard to believe that it would look that good in the future if it was all chaos yeah but see at just that point it it's not I don't think it's the idea of them descending into chaos anymore right because he they're basically saying the key was unlocked a million years into the future yeah and the key was to stop entropy yeah right yeah so for them once they realize that they stop descending right because this this whole idea for him right now is this whole base idea for um basically for humans and whatever um is that it's all driven based on an entropy and that's like the driving energy force in the universe right so everything is essentially going to degrade it's Mm -hmm. you know into its base form um so 
for them to unlock that secret and for them to unlock you know the idea that they're going to stop this dissension I think is what led them to that point mm-hmm. is that they finally figured out how to stop degrading into disorder so it may right. seem chaotic but it's actually just people in their base natural instincts mm-hmm. yeah I find it hard to still, I still find it hard to believe because I, I don't think that like entropy just can't just stop there you know what I mean? Like, I feel like entropy is one of those things that it just keeps going. Like, it's it's going to get worse than that. In my humblest yeah. of opinions. Humblest. So do you think that in this case, they're referring to entropy as the source of chaos? Hmm. Yes. So that there's almost there's order now and that in order for them to defeat it like you know in a sense save themselves yeah they have to actually lean closer towards chaos yes how so well think of it this way man like because because entropy will always exist you can't stop entropy right right so it doesn't matter like how chaotic you get it there's still a, a level where it can always get worse Right. Right. So, like, I feel like, see, mm, see now, see now, I feel like I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> now I feel like I'm contradicting myself. But what I, I guess what I'm trying—it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. like how how good or bad society can get. Like entropy is always going to try and make it worse. Right, so I think that um, regardless of if you think that being chaotic and being impulsive is is gonna be the way we stop it, I just don't think there is a way to stop it. Like, I think that's my point. Okay, is that it can always get more chaotic than however chaotic it may seem. Right. Okay. That's my point. Okay. All right. Understood. <laughs> 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 no it makes sense give me it a break makes, here man it makes sense man. I'm just saying it makes sense <laughs> I'm on your side I'm on your it side it does make it makes sense in my head <laughs> no because the more like it, it it's also a concept that makes sense in my head yeah. like the more I try to explain it it the more like convoluted I feel like the explanation gets because ultimately what they're trying to get at is simplicity yeah. Right. They're breaking it down into simplicity. Yeah. They're essentially trying to slow down that progress, and they're just ba- bringing out base instincts, base you know, sort of subconscious emotions. Yeah. And they're just letting that take over. So yeah. they're really trying to simplify everything, but it becomes a more complex discussion. Yeah. About why that is too complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. What do you think? So now that they're going to, now that we didn't see the resolution from the last issue, yeah, right. Um, so now Superman is sort of on his move towards the um, towards the uh, totality. Yeah. What do you think is the result of what Luther is trying to get from the totality? Now that we sort of know a little bit of his intentions, because it does say that he has everything he ever wants in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because 
clearly that wasn't the future that he was imagining obviously yeah right uh but there's but there's going to exist a a future similar to that but where he obviously unlocks it a lot sooner right right because i because what pissed him off was that uh was that that future came about way too late right way after his passing right and, and people realized it when really really when he wasn't around i think i think he wants people to sort of real come to that realization sooner mm-hmm. and then come to that realization when he's around to see it i think that's sort of his goal right because with luther like you said it's all about goals it's all about end goals mm-hmm. right and i think also for luther it's also about him being able to see it come into fruition as well right so i think i think that's where what he wants is that he wants that resolution to come around sooner uh, and then for for him to be able to see it come to realization mm-hmm. what about you what about you what about you what about you <laughs> jeez <laughs> take it easy you take it easy <laughs> um I think his end goal to me his yeah his his end goal is still to help people see their see the ways like you don't have to be something greater than what you are yeah um it's okay to be what you are and be proud of it mm-hmm. so it's okay to be that yeah um and I think ultimately this for me it loops right back to Superman mm-hmm. and the idea of Superman right. and and that's why in that sort of that last panel I, I kind of forgot exactly what I said in those panels but he had said something about he started referring to you mm-hmm. um, yeah it's like Lex he, okay so in the, the last page it says Luther can almost hear them as he pilots Superman forward, step by step, he understands his purpose now and yours. If he could, he would ask you the question he asked the rest. Why should you be better than your nature? Why should any of us? Right. And the you here in this situation, it could be very much like a fourth wall breaking thing where he's just, it's actually asking us, the readers. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's basically showing the world something. So he's really trying to show us something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because in that panel, he's because in that last page, he's piloting Superman. I think ultimately his question is to Superman. Yeah. Why should Superman be better than what he is? Right? This whole like Boy Scout thing, mm-hmm. this whole like, you know, absolute hope and justice and all that stuff. Like, Luther believes that's not him. Mm-hmm. Luther believes deep down that Superman has always been an alien to the world and he's always going to at some point pose a danger to Earth. Mm-hmm. So really what he's trying to prove now and what he's always been trying to prove is how is Superman dangerous to humanity? Right. So for me, I feel like his end goal here really is to convince himself, convince Superman, convince the world you don't have to be like instead of just trying to out Superman, out Superman as like this bad guy or a bad alien or whatever. 
he's really asking everyone to come to the realization that you don't have you can embrace your inner self you don't have to be like you don't have to be something that you're not mm-hmm. and it's okay to see Superman as who he is which is an alien right and it's okay for Superman to not try to continue to be something he's not because he still ultimately believes that Superman is an alien to our world and is going to at some point pose a danger yeah so that's what I feel like his end, end I mean, game is. A bit of a fruitless end game, but Yeah. No, but that's that's been sort of his Yeah, that's always been his thing, his which thing. is why he's never come out on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's Because as much as he th- believes that Superman is worse than what he actually is trying to be, like we we that, and that's a whole thing with, with this discussion as well, right? Is because just as much as everybody has the capacity to do bad things and to be quote unquote evil mm-hmm. we have the equal amount of capacity to do good things mm-hmm. and to be quote unquote heroes mm-hmm. right so it could very well just be that Lex is just on one end of the spectrum and then Superman is just on the other end of the spectrum and that's just it yeah right that's just who they are but Lex is convinced that Superman can be on the same side of the spectrum as him and that everybody can be on the same side of the spectrum as him mm-hmm. right which is why I say it's fruitless because some sometimes people are just innately good yeah right and and you're just trying to draw out a bad in them that may not necessarily be there right so I mean that's again that's why Lex has never come out on top against Superman yeah yeah for sure poor Luther <laughs> And I think for Luther, he also he also believes that Superman is the driving identity behind that character. Yeah. But whereas the people, readers especially, understand that Clark Kent is the driving character behind that persona. Yeah. So we understand that because he was raised in Smallville, because he grew up in Smallville, and he had all that history. Mm-hmm. He's truly just He's truly just a man. Yeah. With abilities. Yeah. Right? To do good. But but um Luther believes that Superman is really who he is and he's using Clark Kent as a guise. Right. Right? So that's why he'll never come out on top because he he just he can never understand that. He can never see through that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Even when he donned the Superman costume, like the Superman mech suit. He donned it as a symbol of hope, but he didn't don it as trying to become Superman. He donned the symbol as a symbol for hope. Yeah. Right? So, he he will never... I don't think he will ever come to that understanding with Superman. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, yeah. A very... I think a very interesting discussion on Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, And I, I do wish at some point they, they revisit it. They do say that it's part one. So I'm not sure if next issue. I think I think it is solicits. It says that it's going to wrap up the uh, the main storyline. So yeah, but if they do revisit this story and they they do revisit sort of Luther's um, his sort of explanation as to like you know or like a, a just a deeper character study mm-hmm. of him in this situation, I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. So any parting thoughts? on Justice League before we move on nope I think this was a pretty straightforward <laughs> straightforward issue 
Uh, I mean, it's not it's not very often, obviously, that I don't part with something, right? But I mean, in this particular issue, like it, it just it just is what it is, right? Like it's yeah, a, it's a uh, it's a a foray into Lex Luthor's character. I'm not really sure if I use the word foray right, but we'll just pretend. It, that yeah, it, yeah, I guess so. I think so. I don't even know what it means. I just used it. Um, it's a for- <laughs> an exploration. <laughs> yes, it's right? an exploration of Lex Luthor's character, his motivation um, into doing what he what he's currently doing in the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think really that's all this issue was more or less intended to be. Mm-hmm. So, parting thoughts. Yeah, good Lex Luthor issue. Yeah, Lex, yeah, for sure. Uh, pick up Lex Luthor number one, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> whenever they decide to publish, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're going to move on to book number two, and uh, that's Captain America 2. Captain America issue two, uh, written by... <laughs> why did you have to why did you have to repeat that? Because <laughs> you know how sometimes you say a certain word too many times, and then... So it, you decide it just, to like, say jumbles, more? But then it jumbles you, so like, I try to use it to clarify myself, but to like, just clear things up, but I like, did the opposite. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Captain America number two. Use yourself. It's written by <laughs> Tanahasi Coates, uh, art by Lionel Francis Yu and Jerry Allen Gillen. Allen Gillen, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's on inks. Uh, colors <laughs> by Sonny Go and letters by Joe Caramagna. What do you think of this book? Um, it's more or less more or less the uh, sort of the same stuff as issue one mm-hmm. I think this issue was used as more of a more of a, a more of a hammer to drive the nail home so to speak okay uh, to really solidify sort of the message and the themes that were were being brought across in issue one yeah a uh, good issue uh, just uh, again not so not a lot going on in terms of advancing the storyline mm-hmm yeah, I think so too. It's uh, and they didn't actually bring back the power elite in this issue too, so they yeah. didn't. Um, it didn't really drive anything forward yeah. per se. Yeah, but yeah, they reiterated a lot of stuff from the first issue. Yeah, but again, it, it's another. It could be a, a another case of character study for Captain America. Yeah, for sure, because right now Car- Captain America is still in that lull mm-hmm. where he doesn't really have an identity with the public right now. Yeah, right. And the and the identity that he does have with the public is is the bad. It's not a good one. It's, yeah, it's like a bad it's, image. It's not overwhelmingly not good, but I think like the majority of people still don't trust him very much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's he talks about in this story. He talks about not just the fact that he wants people's understanding and approval. Like, do they even trust him anymore? But yeah. he rather he wanted he wanted to know if Sharon still trusted him. Yeah. Because in Secret Empire, like, he did some stuff. So. Oh, he did some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it would be understandable for Sharon not to trust him anymore. Yeah. And right now, that's sort of where he's trying to get at, right? Yeah. But, you know, it does show like Sharon does trust she, him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she does trust she him. Trusts right? him. She trusts Steve. Yeah. Um, but. There was one part in the story I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, talk so, about uh, it. Preach it, bro. Ross. General oh, Ross. Yep. He <laughs> he at one point brought out the idea that um, P- 
people still don't know. Like, there's conspiracy theories out there, and people still don't know if it's the right Captain America sort of parading around the streets. Like, yeah. if it's the right guy out there, or if it's, you know, if it's really Hydra Cap behind the bars. And, and then he asked, is there even a difference? Yeah. And that sort of got me thinking. They talk about that throughout the issue a little bit about sort of the similarities between him and Nuke. Mm-hmm. And and in this particular case, when he's asking him, is there really even a difference? I feel like it's really testing the ideals between Captain America and Hydra Cap. Yeah. Because Hydra Cap is very much the other side of the spectrum by running off of the same ideals. Yeah. Right? He still believes in order. He still believes that the way, you know, obviously the way that he's been brought up to 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 learn, he still believes that method is the correct method and that's the correct way. Mm-hmm. So he feels that that's the thing that he that needs to be instilled in America. Yeah. He then, you know, he then believes in the true Hydra way and mm-hmm. then goes off to kill Red Skull. Right. So that he can bring that into the forefront because mm-hmm. he believes that uh, Red Skull's version of Hydra is very much sort of this twisted demented version of it right Right. so he goes on and brings his own vision to light Captain America is kind of in a similar vein mm-hmm. like he believes in truth and justice and he believes in the American way and you know very much like Superman and <laughs> <laughs> and he brings that to the forefront. Yeah. And he will you he will do everything he can to make sure that is served in the forefront. Right? And he's very much a symbol for that. Even when he was in um so when he was like a boy in the army, but he like never grew out of the boy's body. Like yeah. he just always skinny and scrawny and stuff like that. Yeah. He would do everything he can to make sure that he's still serving his country. So he took the super uh, super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and he took the serum, became you know who he is, and then served the country, right? But if we're really talking about out of a superhero context, the super soldier serum is highly dangerous, highly you know unethical. It's <laughs> controversial. It, yeah. Like it's a very it's controversial thing. And it's <laughs> sure, <laughs> and it's but it's it, in today's society, it's very much frowned upon. Yeah, right. But because if it's because it's the comic books, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it it makes Steve Steve Rogers who he is. Mm-hmm. So if we look at it from the perspective of the comics, it's very much clear that Hydra's the bad guys. Yeah. But we take we take that context out and we sort of see who those two characters are, Steve Rogers and Hydra Cap. They're very much just characters willing to go to whatever lengths to make sure that their ideals are out in the forefront. They're two sides of the same coin. That's that's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? Like they're both I think if you yeah, I mean, just like you said, if you just strip away everything and you just look at those two they're both just soldiers fighting for what they believe in. Mm-hmm. That's it. Bottom line, right? And 
if it weren't for the context of what they were doing, yeah, I mean, Ross is right. It's it's kind of hard to tell the difference, mm-hmm. right? And if it wasn't for the fact that we know Captain America is Captain America, then he could very much well be a bad guy in other people's eyes, just as he is right now in in some people's eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's ultimately the same thing. Like they're just people who truly believe and fight for their ideals, mm-hmm. and those are the same as the same as nuke that yeah. we've been seeing the clone nukes. Yeah, right. They're very, they're very much just soldiers that believe in their country and they feel that their country has failed them. Yeah. Or the people in the country has failed them. Yeah. So they go out and, you know, they fight for what they believe is right. Yeah. It's an interesting story. And I, and I think it's interesting that they took this method to tell the story. Like they took, they're taking a very deliberate approach to break down what Captain America actually is. Yeah. It's the story is, is very much, a, it's very much a, a war within himself. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when you look at the captain, you really, it almost reminds you of, of a real soldier that's coming home, mm-hmm. right? Like, because when you're a soldier for so long, and then you come home, you, you sort of don't know what you are anymore after that, right? Uh, and you can sort of put Steve Rogers in that same light, right? Because, you know, after, after Secret Empire... You know, he he was a hero for so long. And now that he's put in a different situation, he doesn't quite know what he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And just as just as much as everybody is questioning him, he's also questioning himself. Yeah. Right? So I believe that him questioning himself and... and what kind of a hero he will be and and the kind of hero he wants to be perceived as is going to be a heavily recurring thing moving forward mm-hmm. right i mean that's just that's the kind of story that i believe uh, tanahasi coates is trying to write and um at least in that regard it's 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 coming out really well yeah at least in that regard yeah yeah for sure there w- there were at times in the story yeah that it feels like some of the things they're saying is a little bit heavy handed like in terms of what like there was a part where uh, Cap okay so the part where Cap's talking to General Ross Mm -hmm. Cap says General I honor your service too and I will stand down when Washington decides to stand up right and it's very much I feel like that's kind of a reflection on what's happening now Right. Like in today's world. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes comic books will do that. They'll make a very sort of subtle but direct reference at, at what's happening now. And Washington right now isn't really responding to a lot of the problems that the people have. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like sometimes it could get a little heavy-handed, but, you know, it does balance itself out. But there, there are times where some of the dialogue will come out a little feeling a little jarring. Yeah, and and I feel like those particular parts of a of a dialogue or monologue they're they're meant to be heavy handed, right? They're meant to they're meant to incite critical thinking within the readers and relate them to yeah 
to real life just as what you just did yeah right like i said like a lot of and and i've said this before in in previous episodes like tanahasi coates is a very socially aware writer mm-hmm. right and and it really that really comes out and reflects in his work right so obviously a lot of his stuff is going to come out heavy-handed but it should also not come out of come as a surprise that yeah that we're, so. that we're yeah. reading that as well right yeah, yeah for sure uh, what did you, what did you uh, feel about that last reveal? That last reveal. That last reveal. Uh, Where he's like in this. Um, what it would feel like a holo- holographic meeting. Oh, he's fighting himself. No, no, no. Oh, At the, oh uh, with uh, with the other. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. With um, with Wakanda. I don't know. Because like there's a whole bunch of people yeah, from Wakanda there. Yeah. Like Black Panther was there. Black right? Panther was there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like here, um, after Sharon leaves, he says, uh, "You're right, Sharon. You're always right, but you don't know about the bargain." Yeah. Um, and Kobik says, "I can make you strong again. Uh, here I am, trying to be a hero, trying to be a man, striking another bargain." And then. Black Panther says, "Good morning, Steve. Are you ready to begin?" Yeah. Begin what? Begin like it, uh, like you. <laughs> you obviously get that sense that yeah, he's striking another bargain, but it's not gonna be a bad bargain. Yeah. Like it's obviously gonna be for the the good of the people and and what he feels is best for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think in that reveal needed to be done that way though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it almost feels makes it seem like. Oh my gosh! Like Captain like, America is gonna go do something crazy again. Right? Yeah. When it very much well could just be like him just doing training or whatever or something like that, right? Like yeah. it's, or maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. Like it's there's so many so many things you could you could really speculate about, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's gonna be something positive. I think so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. But I but again, I don't think that reveal needs to be done in, in that particular way. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, truthfully, I don't think it needed to be there as a cliffhanger. Yeah, I think it could have been something that's introduced like mid book, and then they go into a bit of explanation, and then a cliffhanger is them telling him, "All right, here's your actual mission." Yeah, that would have been that would have yeah. been better because it's now making it feel like he's part of this secret society again, and that's going to be the main focus of the book, which is weird because I, it's not, it's not where I think the story should have gone so soon. Yeah, yeah. Like I would have preferred them to go for more of a cap centric story, mm-hmm. which is very much what's been happening in the first two issues. Yeah. And I hope that they revisit that stuff more. Like they just sort of develop that more, develop that aspect more. Because if he's now going to start connecting with these, like with the other characters already, I think that's going to take away from his own development in the series. Yeah. He's imagine if he's just going and hiding in Wakanda. Fine, you guys don't want me. Well, fine, I don't want you either. And I'll he, just hang out here. I'll just hang out here. He, he just hides out in Wakanda. <laughs> and then, and then everyone in America is like, "Where has Cap gone?" Yeah, <laughs> Cap, we need you. He's like, "Yeah, now they need him." Yeah, it turns out into this whole like montage. <laughs> so yeah, I, I hope that. I don't know. I hope that it's not something 
Because, I mean, Ta-Nehisi Coates is also writing Black Panther. Yeah. So it could be something that's leading to that series. Although that series... I mean, that's way far out, that series. Like, we're yeah. talking, like, different timeline. Yeah. Potentially different universe sort of thing, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe he just really likes Black Panther as a character. Maybe he just really likes Wakanda because he built Wakanda for so long, right? Yeah. So he just wants to put Steve Rogers in there, too. I mean, to be fair, like, Black Panther is a, a very interesting character. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, it would be it would be fun to see. It would be fun to see. We'll have to see what Captain America has up his sleeve. <laughs> no? All right. So, uh... <laughs> Listen, I'm the one that's trying to come up with some cool puns here. No, hey, all, all and, the... Um, and you're the one that comes up with bad puns all the time. Wow. So, let's just call... I felt like... That venom pun I had last week no, was that, pretty solid. That was terrible. I thought your puns are horrible. I just I mean, wow. I'm just trying not to make you feel bad. Wow. But since we're here already, like I might as well just say what I have to say. <laughs> I can't even right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I think that wraps up the comics discussion. Did you have anything else you want to add to Cap? Don't hide out in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's leave it at that. Don't don't go hiding in Wakanda. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up the comics discussion and let's move on to our offerings. Offerings to, to Dark Side. To Dark Side segment. Uh, offerings to Dark Side. <laughs> and we're at the Offerings to Dark Side segment. In this segment, what we do is we take something outside of the world of comics, outside of the world of coffee, and we offer it to you, our listeners, something that we enjoy and we hope you'll enjoy too. So this week... What's with the pause? Huh? <laughs> what, what did I was like, about? I thought you forgot your, your lines for a second. <laughs> like, it's in front of you. Just what? read it. <laughs> no, it's not a... Dude, this is all off my head. Ah, oh, shut up. Go, it's not, keep going. This is not a script. <laughs> <laughs> off the top of the dome, bro. It's up. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're gonna start with Victor. Jerry. Jerry, what do you what do you, what do you got? What are you, what are you offering this week, you know Jerry? What? Okay, fine. I'll go first. Yeah. What are you offering you know, this week? This. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah. What are you offering? Okay. So earlier today, okay, we talked about why well, I talked about slightly. Because I was home all weekend, <laughs> uh, playing uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and my goodness, the game is so fun! It's... So I'm going to go ahead and offer that to Dark Side this week. Uh, it's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. So it's Dragon Ball Fighters with a Z fighter, at the end. Fighter Z or with Z a, if you're American. Fighter, yeah, Fighter Z if you're from the Americas. Um, it is published by Bandai Namco. And it is uh, developed by Arc System Works. So the same guys that did uh, Guilty Gear and uh, Blaze Blue, I think. Blaze Blue. A Blaze or Blaze yeah, Blue? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah. Blaze Blue. So this game, you know, obviously takes place in the Dragon Ball universe. Uh, a bunch of characters. Not a huge, huge roster because I think they really wanted to focus down on these characters. Um, but the roster is it's getting bigger. It's get, Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. But it's good. It's, it's really fun. The mechanics are simple enough that if you're like a novice fighting game type person, so it's a fighting game. It's like you know, just a cross platform like it's a two D, it's a two D like fighting yeah. game. Yeah, it's three D but like built in two D. You know, 
So, no, because it's not like, your it's not 2D. Ex- uh, your explanation of 3D it's versus 2D is terrible. I know, but, okay, you know the how The game like, is rendered in 3D, but the gameplay is in 2D. That is exactly what I was about to say. Whatever, keep but going. But you know what you remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a fun game, uh, fighting game, Dragon Ball. Uh, you have characters from, like, uh, Dragon Ball, from Dragon Ball Z. You have characters from Dragon Ball Super. And uh, the mechanics are simple enough that, like, if you're just, like, a novice fighting game person, you'll still be able to grasp it really well. Yeah. They have combos that just involve pressing square. Combos that involve just pressing triangle. Yeah. And then if you, pre- if you like, change them up, depending on, like, which part of the combo you're on, you can chain it to a different combo, which is nice. Yeah. Those are, and, like, your uh, kind of combos. Yeah, man. <laughs> Button mashers? Yeah. I love it. This is, like, your, your thing. Like, it's my too, thing. Not too much thinking, so it's, like, You know, I love perfect. it. But that's exactly what Dragon Ball <laughs> should be. Like just like, just like chain combos, punch, 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 and then like things exploding everywhere, and it's uh, the super moves in this game are super fun, super fun to pull off. And once yeah. they pull it off, they go into they go to the semi cutscene, you know. Um, so they pull you out of that that perspective, and then they they do like a little finisher move, right? And it's fun. It, it's really cool, and the way they paced the this game makes you feel like you're actually playing the anime. Right. Because a lot of times before in the Dragon Ball games, I felt like it's always felt clunky, the flying yeah. mechanic especially. Yeah. You fly up and then you stop. And yeah. you have to like adjust up and down to like line it up with the next guy. And it's it always felt clunky. Yeah. Because this is a fighting game, the way flight works here is just a high jump. But right. then you can take the guy in a combo in the sky and keep fighting up in the in the sky until you guys stop fighting it'll come back down right? yeah. so as long as you keep fighting you keep it up there and it's really cool like it, the, the way that they did this style of fighting game is really fun mm-hmm. really represents the anime well I yeah. think so you have a lot of fun playing it so uh, I would definitely recommend Dragon Ball Fighters Dragon Ball Fighter Z Fighters Fighter Z Fighters I'm trying to pronounce it as like one word but I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to split it up I mean fair enough Fighter Z. Fighter Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Victor, what do you got for us? So this week, I'm going to offer the movie The Equalizer, featuring Denzel Washington and Chloe Grace Moretz. Now, I'm a little late to this party because this is this is the first Equalizer, which came out like in 2014. Okay. But I've never seen it. So the movie is about, uh, well, clearly Denzel Washington's character's name is Robert McCall. And he's sort of a mysterious man. Like, nobody really knows anything about him. Um, but as the movie goes on, you figure out that he's a man with a, a certain set of skills. Oh. If you catch my drift. Okay. Certain set of skills. Okay. Uh, but initially, you, you you see him working in the, <laughs> in the movie in a place called Homemart, which is like... <laughs> Like their version of Home Depot, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or Walmart. Or Walmart, yeah. The yeah. combination it's of the It's a combination, two. yeah. But uh, he goes around and... Well, I guess he doesn't initially go around. But he, he befriends this prostitute who uh, is being pimped up by the Russian mob. And her name is Alina. And then one day she gets beat up real bad. Like she ends up in the hospital sort of thing. So... Uh, Mr. McCall, as he's most mostly referred to in the movie, <laughs> it's how it's how old he is. <laughs> they just call him Mr. McCall. Uh, but Mr. McCall basically goes on this 
rampage against the Russian mob throughout the movie. And they, they cannot touch him. Barely touch him throughout this movie. So the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because they... They did a really good job of writing an overpowered character. Okay. Like, he is just... His skill set is just so far beyond whatever the Russian mob is able to throw at him. Right? Because he's... He basically is trying to get retribution for Alina, and then he just keeps taking it further and further and further and further to the point where he's basically trying to take down the Russian mob from from the head, from the head up, right, or head down. Really. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, they they found a really great way of writing an overpowered character. Like it's not to the point where he's just so good that the movie's boring. Like they they find some really creative ways where where he takes people down so really worth the watch in fact at equalizer 2 just came out this week so we'll see how that is i'm not going to recommend that because i haven't seen it so <laughs> is that I, still denzel though? that's still denzel okay yeah. but i can definitely recommend the first one at least <laughs> so the movie is called the equalizer it's on netflix check it out cool yeah i gotta check that out actually i, I like that type of movie yeah, man, I, I really like taken so that's my that's my jam okay <laughs> so yeah, check that out <laughs> Especially now that the second one is out, so I gotta go check out that first one. You got to, you yeah, got for to. sure. Denzel, my man. <laughs> All right, so that uh, that about wraps up the offerings to Dark Side segment. So we thank you for tuning into this episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book that you want us to discuss on the show, uh, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash utterlygeeky for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjayon for my co-host Victor. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you want to be a part of the community, join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. I got nothing this week, so bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.